If you're buying a home, you've likely spent a lot of time on Zillow. And while the search might seem helpful for consumers, the core of Zillow's business model is selling you as a lead to real estate agents. Let's talk about how Zillow really makes money. Welcome to the real estate industry where everyone's an expert and everyone's trying to make money off of you, the consumer. So where do you go if you just want the truth about how this all works? Welcome to Real Estate for Consumers with me, Wendy Gilch, founder of Selling Later and Consumer Advocate. We'll learn how the industry really works, how all of these companies profit from you, and who the good players are in the industry. We'll share stories from actual sellers and buyers to learn how they bought or sold, what they learned, and what they would have done differently. Learn the truth about the industry from people who aren't trying to make a dollar off of you. You use it. You might love the access you get, but what is Zillow really doing behind the scenes of their website? And how did they make so much money last year? Well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the history because you can obviously Wikipedia this thing like real quick, but just to set the scene, Zillow was founded in 2004 with the vision to make real estate easier. And to a degree they did by aggregating pieces of the MLS into one central place for consumers to access. Because at the time, the MLS information was only really accessible to agents who would then pass along that information to you as a client. As Zillow grew, they started to acquire companies like Mortec, Hotpad, StreetEasy, Trulia, and most recently Showing Times. And according to recent reports, Zillow and their squad of companies underneath them pulled in $8.1 billion in revenue last year. So where does that money come from? Remember that saying, if it's free, then you're probably the product. Well, I mean, on selling later, it's free, but we don't make any money. So technically that sentence doesn't count for selling later, but I digress. Uh, So for Zillow, you are the product. Majority of that revenue is coming out of something consumers are already paying for, quite a bit for, and that's agent commissions. Here's how they do it. So first there's the basic boring advertising spot on their search portal where they either plop a few agent pictures next to a listing, or they have a whole search system in which you can search for agents on your own. You need to be really careful with this because some of the biggest agents with plenty of team members doing a lot of the work underneath them will sometimes show up at the top. As an example, there's an agent in my city that repeatedly shows up on the first page. He's got to be paying thousands of dollars, yet he only lives in my city 30% of the time, 30% of the year. Uh, And he has most of his team members underneath him doing most of the work for you. But because he's paying a ton of money, he's listed at the top. But let's move on to the more interesting way that they make money. On every home listed on Zillow, they strategically place a contact section on the top right of the page. And a lot of consumers think this sends a message to the listing agent, but it actually takes you somewhere else. As a helpful hint, uh, the listing agent information can sometimes be found crammed into the overview section, but I've noticed lately it just states the brokerage and the phone number with no name. So it might be different in your city, but if you're looking for specific listing information, check the overview section. But let's go back to the contact agent button. Where the heck does it take you? Well, it depends on your city, but majority of the time it's going to send you over to a warming center. And this is where a Zillow employee will try to either talk to you via text, email, or phone to get additional information off of you and gauge how interested you are in actually buying and selling. And then they typically offer to connect you with an agent right now who's with them. But on the back end, they're just auto-dialing agents. 
not just any agent, but it's an agent that agrees to give Zillow a ton of money for your info. Uh, and that could be a few hundred to $10,000 a month. But what's interesting is if an agent doesn't answer, they just move on to the second one. And if that agent doesn't answer, they'll just move on to the third one. And so really all you're getting connected to is an agent that's willing to pay money for your info and answers the phone the fastest at that very moment. But here's where things are taking a turn for the worse for consumers. Buckle up. Last year, Zillow slowly started to roll out this quote unquote flex program for agents in which they'll send consumer information that you fill out via the contact button uh, to leads as an agent. But that agent only has to pay Zillow when you close, if you close with them. So you're connected with a buyer's agent, but you end up not buying anything, then that agent doesn't have to pay. However, if you do buy a home with that agent, that agent's going to be paying Zillow a ton of money. And from what I am told, that amount is around 30% of whatever commission that agent makes off of you. And this is agreed upon between Zillow and that agent before you ever end up speaking with them. So let's put this into some numbers. Let's say you're selling your home for $400,000 and you agree to pay the listing agent 5%. Assuming the listing agent is going to split that 5% equally with the buyer's agent, we can assume that your listing agent will be walking away with $10,000. But before your agent does anything else with that $10,000, like give their percentage to their broker they normally have to give out, uh, they have to pay Zillow first and they would pay Zillow $3,000. And this is the problem. We surveyed agents and discovered that 70% of them would be more open to negotiating their commissions if they didn't have to pay a referral fee or a giant monthly fee to other companies like Zillow. Good, because think about it. What's left for you to negotiate when your agent is already paying $3,000 of their earnings to someone else. And we've also read stories of a few agents who actually increased their commission percentage for a client to help recoup some of those referral loss fees. But the same goes for buyers. So while there are some cases in which a buyer's rebate may not be feasible or in those few states where they're still not legal, which I can't figure out why, uh, you lose the opportunity to even have that discussion when a referral fee is in play. And you also diminish your agent's chance to be flexible with helping close the deal by helping to cover the cost of one of the repairs that needs done. But wait, there's more. Here's where you as a consumer really need to start paying attention. With the flop of Zillow's iBuying business last fall, they recently announced they're going to go back to focusing on lead generation and quote unquote, supporting real estate agents. They plan to increase their revenue from agents by $1.5 billion over the next few years. But what's interesting is around this same time that the iBuyer model flopped for Zillow, uh, their competitor, Realtor.com, recently rolled out their own quote-unquote referral program last fall. And it turns out that quarter, Realtor.com had more quarterly revenue than Zillow, which doesn't normally happen. In fact, 30% of Realtor.com's uh, revenue from that quarter was strictly from their new referral program. Hey, on an editor's note, I just want to remind you that Realtor.com is operated by News Corp and not the National Association of Realtors. So let's go back. If Zillow wants to increase their revenue, which direction do you think they're going to go? Will they increase monthly fees or will they grow their new referral program? 
In my opinion, the quickest way for them to catch up to their competitor is to dive into the referral program, which is already in multiple cities, their flex program. But what's interesting is they won't tell you exactly where they're doing this. Uh, they only tell you a few cities and then say it's by invitation only. So you have no idea what areas they're actually already doing this in. So when you're going to contact an agent through Zillow, they could be paying $100 for your info or $3,000, and you have no idea. But the problem is when you're already talking with that agent, there's already that agreement with Zillow in place, and you can't do anything about it. So think about this the next time you're shopping around on Zillow. One click of that contact agent button could drastically change your opportunity to negotiate savings. Uh, not to mention the amount of spam and calls you will likely get from their quote unquote affiliates and lending and other services. Honestly, read the terms when you click to send something in there. It tells you flat out who they're going to send your stuff to. As a quick reminder, because I see this question a lot on real estate forums, just because an agent from Zillow called you or took you to look at a home, that does not mean you have to use them unless you signed an agreement with that specific agent, which we can talk about next time. Have a story you think would help future sellers and buyers or have a question about how everything works? Reach out to us at realestateforconsumers.com.